Section 16 of the Promulgation of Universal Peace, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater. The Promulgation of Universal Peace, Volume 1, by Abdul Baha Abbas. Section 16. 3. April 30th, 1912, at Handel Hall, Chicago, Illinois, Fourth Annual Conference of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. Notes by Joseph H. Hannon. According to the words of the Old Testament, God has said, quote, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. End quote. This indicates that man is of the image and likeness of God, that is to say, the perfections of God. The divine virtues are reflected or revealed in the human reality, just as the light and effulgence of the sun, when cast upon a polished mirror, are reflected fully, gloriously, so likewise the qualities and attributes of divinity are radiated from the depths of a pure human heart. This is an evidence that man is the most noble of God's creatures. Each kingdom of creation is endowed with its necessary complement of attributes and powers. The mineral possesses inherent virtues of its own kingdom in the scale of existence. The vegetable possesses the qualities of the mineral plus a virtue augmentative or power of growth the animal is endowed with the virtues of both the mineral and vegetable plane plus the power of intellect the human kingdom is replete with the perfections of all the kingdoms below it with the addition of powers peculiar to man alone man is therefore superior to all the creatures below him the loftiest and most glorious being of creation man is the microcosm and the infinite universe the macrocosm the mysteries of the greater world or macrocosm are expressed or revealed in the lesser world the microcosm the tree so to speak is the greater world and the seed in its relation to the tree is the lesser world. But the whole of the great tree is potentially latent and hidden in the little seed. When this seed is planted and cultivated, the tree is revealed. Likewise, the greater world, the macrocosm, is latent and miniatured in the lesser world or microcosm of man. This constitutes the universality or perfection of virtues potential in mankind. Therefore, it is said that man has been created in the image and likeness of God. Let us now discover more specifically how he is the image and likeness of God and what is the standard or criterion by which he can be measured and estimated. This standard can be no other 
than the divine virtues which are revealed in him. Therefore, every man imbued with divine qualities who reflects heavenly moralities and perfections, who is the expression of ideal and praiseworthy attributes, is verily in the image and likeness of God. If a man possesses wealth, can we call him an image and likeness of God? Or is human honor and notoriety the criterion of divine nearness? Can we apply the test of racial color and say that man of a certain hue, white, black, brown, yellow, red, is the true image of his creator? We must conclude that color is not the standard and estimate of judgment and that it is of no importance for color is accidental in nature the spirit and intelligence of man is the essential and that is the manifestation of divine virtues the merciful bestowals of god the life eternal and baptism through the holy spirit therefore be it known that color or race is of no importance he who is the image and likeness of god who is the manifestation of the bestowals of god is acceptable at the threshold of god whether his color be white black or brown it matters not man is not man simply because of bodily attributes the standard of divine measure and judgment is his intelligence and spirit. Therefore, let this be the only criterion and estimate, for this is the image and likeness of God. A man's heart may be pure and white, though his outer skin be black, or his heart be dark and sinful, though his racial color is white. The character and purity of the heart is of all importance. The heart illumined by the light of God is nearest and dearest to God. And inasmuch as God has endowed man with such favor that he is called the image of God, this is truly a supreme perfection of attainment, a divine station which is not to be sacrificed by the mere accident of color. 4. May 1st, 1912, at Chicago, Illinois, Dedication of the Mashrikol Azkar Grounds, Notes by Joseph H. Hannon, The power which has gathered you here today, notwithstanding the cold and windy weather, is indeed mighty, and wonderful it is the power of god the divine favor of baha'u'llah which has drawn you together we praise god that through his constraining love human souls are assembled and associated in this way thousands of mashrikul azkars dawning points of praise and mentionings of god for all religionists will be built in the orient and occident but this being the first one erected in the occident has great importance in the future there will be many here and elsewhere 
in asia europe even in africa new zealand and australia but this edifice in chicago is of especial significance it has the same importance as the mashrikul azkar in eshkabad caucasus russia the first one built there in persia there are many some are houses which have been utilized for the purpose others are homes entirely devoted to the divine cause and in some places temporary structures have been erected in all the cities of persia there are mashrikul azkars but the great dawning point was founded in eshkabad it possesses superlative importance because it was the first mashrikul azkar built all the bahai friends agreed and contributed their utmost assistance and effort his holiness the afnaun devoted his wealth gave all he had to it from such a mighty and combined effort a beautiful edifice arose notwithstanding their contributions to that building they have assisted the fund here in chicago as well the mashrikul azkar in eshkabad is almost completed it is centrally located nine avenues leading into it nine gardens nine fountains all the arrangement and construction is according to the principle and proportion of the number nine it is like a beautiful bouquet imagine a very lofty imposing edifice surrounded completely by gardens of variegated flowers with nine avenues leading through them nine fountains and pools of water such is its matchless beautiful design now they are building a hospital a school for orphans a home for cripples a hospice and a large dispensary god willing when it is fully completed it will be a paradise i hope the mashrikul azkar in chicago will be like this endeavor to have the grounds circular in shape if possible adjust and exchange the plots in order to make the dimensions and boundaries circular the mashrikul azkar could not be triangular in shape it must be in the form of a circle end of section 16 recording by nicholas james bridgewater recorded in oxford england